On today's episode, I want to show you another consulting call that I did with a music artist that I cannot wait to dive into. Uh, if you remember a couple of episodes ago, I showed a consulting call in which I ended up discussing some more surface level strategies for Facebook and Instagram advertising in 2022 with a music artist. And on this episode, we're going to dive into that, but into a little bit more detail than I gave on that other consulting call. It was a different discussion on the other call, but for this one, it was specifically asking about focused individual, like specific strategies that someone can use uh, to promote music. So in this episode, I actually dive into strategies you can use and take for your music. And so you can go advertise on these platforms as well. Cannot wait to get into that episode. But before we get into that episode, I just want to let you know, there won't be another episode for a couple of weeks break. I don't know how long the break's going to be before you think, no, this isn't me disappearing again for six months to a year. Uh, I just need a couple of weeks to really knuckle down and finish the books that I'm working on. I'm currently working on More Than a Music Artist and I'm working on another book as well uh, that is going to come out before More Than a Music Artist called The Six Figure Songwriting Coach. I had a lot of people ask me about how they can get started earning a full-time income by mentoring the next generation of songwriters. So I've created a book that gives a ton of those strategies away so you can get started. Before you pick the book up, you might be thinking, can I even do this? By the end, you can get started. I'm even going to show you how to get your own students in the book itself so much value in that. I can't wait for you to read it. But anyway, I am nearly at the end of that. And I'm just in the like editing stage where I'm finishing up final chapters and stuff. And I really need to focus on that. And I do best when I, my attention is focused at one thing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a couple of weeks off. It's probably going to be two, maybe three. And um, depending how quick I get this done, and then we'll be back to regular weekly episodes after that. So thank you so much for um, your understanding on this. I'm just going to take a temporary break just to get this book done so I can get you the book, get you a ton more value. And um, yeah, then we'll be back in a couple of weeks time. But if you can, uh, if you can give me that, I promise that I will deliver you with a fantastic book that could genuinely change your life as it's done for a bunch of other music artists. It's the same information I gave them and <laughs> look where they are now. They've found fulfillment in coaching songwriting to the next generation of songwriters and get paid quite handsomely to do so. Anyway, on to today's episode. Yeah. So uh, my band has a new single coming out at the end of the month and um, we're planning on running ads for it. And I'll just, you know, if I could get some, uh, like how, I don't know if you run ads, like when you do that, but we, we've tried like different things. And I just like, I've talked to multiple people about how they run their ads. And I'm just trying to get like a consensus of like, what's a good way to run it. You know, the problem with a lot of advertisements on, um, you're talking about meta platforms, right? Like Facebook and Instagram and stuff. Mostly like, yeah, Instagram. We're, we're like, um, I'm sure you've heard of like submit hub and like, yep. uh, all that stuff. We were going to do like some of that, some like Instagram, maybe TikTok ads. It yeah. doesn't matter what platform it is. The mistake that I see a lot of music artists make is that they advertise music forward. So um, the problem is, is that you can get results from that. And then people will go argue with me and say, no, I tried the music forward approach that you're talking about. And it worked because we got X amount of streams on our tracks and I'm like, yeah, but as soon as you start paying for the ads, how many streams did you have remaining? And they're like, oh, none, they went away. It's like, yeah, because you're just driving traffic and it's not, it doesn't have any regard for like quality of listener. And Facebook actually divide uh, their traffic into several different segments. They know how people tend to use the platform. And this is really strange. And I fully don't, I mean, of all the stuff I do understand, this is something I don't understand, but you can like target your ad to people who are more likely to click on a link but not load the page. Why would you want that? But that's what they do. So Facebook send, I mean, that's very low quality traffic. And what they'll do is, is that they sometimes will just send people, even if they don't 
aren't compatible with the music or whatever, people who just like to the way they use social media for some reason may not make sense to you or I, but when they see an ad, they click on it and they go to the page, look around, go to the next one. They just interact with everything, but have no intention of staying around. And these people drive up streams or whatever, and you get results, but they don't actually stay around long-term. And any course that you buy where people try to give you like Spotify hacks or like how to increase your Spotify streams, a lot of them are doing this, sending paid traffic through Instagram to, you know, straight to your Spotify streams. These people click and they'll click through and likely listen to a song, but they, they don't stay around long-term. Like these people do not stay around long-term. And therefore, when you turn off the paid ads, you're going to lose um, all that traffic. And then, I don't know, I think there's a bit of ego with music artists where they're like, yeah, but my music's so good that these people will stick around. It's like, yeah, but there's compatibility with music and you need to target the people that are compatible. And that's not as people think, okay, I'll just find similar bands and target their fans. But people are way more likely to give the message a chance than they are the genre. Just because you like the sound of one band doesn't mean you'll like the sound of another band. And that's a mistake that people make is they assume, um, oh, well, if, if, if people like this sound, they'll like this sound. And consciously, a lot of fans will say, yeah, I like that band because I like another band that sounds similar. But subconsciously, when they aren't actually aware of it, the reason they actually are attracted to both of those bands is because that music brings forth the emotion that they're trying to or will look to solve or feel or cathartically process by listening to a certain band or artist. So that's why also you can get bands that sound really similar and people will love one and that same person won't love the other one, even though they sound very close because there's no actual connection there. So what I recommend you do is instead of marketing music first is that you look to market um, what I call motivation forward marketing. So you find the message of the song instead of just saying, Hey, our new EP is coming out or our new album is coming out. Pre-save it on Spotify now. Like, why do people care? They don't have a reason to care yet. So they're going to, they'll look at it and go, I don't know who this band is, especially when paid advertisements, the intention is not to get in front of eyes of people who have already built a few um, touches of brand awareness with you and are familiar with you. These are to call listeners, right? Who don't know anything about you. So if you get in front of them with something that doesn't make sense to them, why should they care about you? So what you got to do is you find the message of the song and you lean motivation forward in the uh, release of the ad. So there's plenty of ways to do this, but the easiest way that I say to do it and the easiest way to explain it, even though you don't have to use this word for word, is use it more conceptually. But it's, have you ever felt like this? Yeah, me too, or us too. That's why we wrote this song because we really hope it'll help you. That's the basic thing. You don't have to say it word for word like that. But if you started an ad with, um, say, for, I, I like to go back to mental health because I wrote an album about mental health. It's really easy for me to give examples about that. But say, I mean, I say I wrote a song about um, my journey through depression. I could say, um, I don't have to say, hey, have you ever gone through depression? Like you could, you could call people out. A lot of marketers do that, but you could be more subtle, um, which I think there is a lot of, uh, you can, you don't have to go as cheesy as that, but you could just come out and say, um, uh, I, uh, when the doctor told me that I was diagnosed with depression, I, I, my world came crumbling down, blah, blah, blah. So I locked myself in a studio and decided to process it because I wrote this album for anyone out there who was going through it too, so that it makes their journey a little bit easier. Then you use Facebook targeting or whatever to target people who have interacted with things that would imply that they're currently going through or have gone through depression. And that's on their feed when they're seeing random entertainment, blah, blah, blah. Then they see a post that speaks to their core and go, this person's like me. Now I'm curious and curiosity drives action. Now I want to listen to their music, not just to listen to it because I'm clicking around and not paying attention or might listen once and not come back. This is like, I'm interested now, show me more. And if your music can then deliver and provide what it says it can provide, they won't just stay to listen to that track. 
they'll probably stay to listen to multiple more and then likely end up wanting to follow you and look up more stuff because every touch point there provides more curiosity that drives more action and therefore they're looking for more stuff. But it all comes from the initial exposure point they're seeing that they see at the beginning. An example I use all the time is that there was a music artist that I once worked with that um, tried running Facebook ads and Instagram ads and he couldn't drive people to his music. They wouldn't even just uh, click through to listen to uh, his latest song. But what he did was is that we found his motivation message, which was he he, he t- refined it down to, be, to just saying being damaged is beautiful. And he just put a picture up of him with the words being damaged is beautiful written over him and targeted at the right you know, people who could resonate with that. It didn't tell them to do anything. It didn't tell him even say that he was a music artist. And we found that on his first ads, they didn't even click through to listen. Yet on the uh, motivation forward ad, they were not only clicking through to his profile, not only uh, looking at multiple posts and interacting with them as well, clicking the follow button as well as clicking the link in his bio and staying on Spotify to listen to multiple songs. So one compared to five plus points of conversions, just because they hit the resonant pain point and the, and the marketing message that can speak to someone and stoke that curiosity. So you're saying pay for ads, but use like your motivation rather than like poaching other people's like similar bands, right? Yeah. Because I mean, I, I know a band that I worked with one time that were like a heavy, heavy metal band that were like, um, this is another great example. I use it all the time. I realize I'm using the same examples all the time. Uh, they are a Christian band and they have a, a, a message to push about um, finding God through their music, but they're heavy metal. And uh, there are so many people that follow them that are like converted to cult listeners of them that absolutely love them, that hate metal, but they don't care about the genre because they're like, I love the message so much that I don't like metal, but I like this band and I like their sound because they can hear the message through the sound. So people are way more likely like that shows that they're more likely to give the message a chance through the genre than just being like, I, I should disclude all these people because they might not like what we sound like, like let the message drive them to it and and they'll decide whether they want to stay around. And then it will ultimately come down to if the music is able to make them feel a certain way, because people say that about heavy bands or whatever. And they're like, Oh, but people might not like us. It's like, there was a point in time where you got introduced to your first metal band and you didn't like metal before that, but then you did. And it opened up a gateway to all this other stuff. You could be that gateway to um, the genre for that person. Do you have any other like tips for like setting, actually like setting up the ad for like the targeting part of it? Okay. So the problem is with Facebook ads, ever since the iOS changes, they're so much more difficult than they used to be. TikTok's doing much better, but in order for TikTok ads to be successful, it usually has to be native looking content on the platform. So don't just be like, Hey, can I stop you for a sec? Let me tell you about my music coming out. It needs to be like, you look at other music content on TikTok and see what they're doing. And it looks like an entertaining piece of content that you probably don't even know is an ad until like people have sold their music so well through entertaining skits, almost not being funny, but just something that really captures someone's attention. But all you've got to remember the whole time is who is our target listener that can resonate with the message, the core message of this album? What are they currently going through? What does their life look like? What would they want to see in their feeds that would stop them in their tracks if they're like not paying attention? So it's like, all right, the message of the album is X, got to find people who need uh, relief from or can align with X, depending on what it is. And then from that, um, create a piece of content that can resonate. But as far as Facebook and Instagram goes, you're going to probably look at a long period of time of like budget testing. Um, don't turn off your ads within the first week and try to refrain from fiddling with all the uh, data sets. But I think the best thing at the moment is probably still a CBO, which is a campaign budget optimization. You put the money at the top of the ad set 
And don't be afraid to be less targeted. Back in the day, you'd have to tell Facebook, handhold the algorithm to say exactly who you want to target. Like people interested in musical instruments that are also Facebook page admins that blah, blah, blah. It was so much stuff like to try to find, for me to find music artists. And what I found uh, in the past, but also more so now is that um, Facebook's open targeting is amazing because Facebook know exactly who to show it to. When I first put that on, I was like, no way, this is a waste of money. I'm throwing money down the drain. It's just going to go to everyone on Facebook, no matter who they are. Um, not everyone, but you know, the audience wouldn't really, they wouldn't just, wouldn't discriminate targeting. But Facebook knows off the ad and what you're trying to say and what you're looking for, roughly the kind of person to put it in front of. So if you load it with keywords... Um, it will know more about who to show it to. So don't be afraid about even testing a um, ad, um, like try, try, trying to set up just a completely open targeting setup. Um, and then, yeah, if you've got budget, I would test multiple creatives as far as like video versus text and just split test it and see how your audience responds. But if you don't have much, create a really good piece of content that is really researched. A lot of times people get to about 50 to 80% and then just like put it out there and see what the audience likes. But if you don't have much um, budget to put behind it, make maybe two or three, uh, obviously one is minimum, but you'd have to, the more, the less you do, the more educated and um, researched it would have to be and focus more on the targeting. So put that same ad, ad out to interest A, another ad set for interest B, and then maybe a third one of just completely open targeting and just see which one outperforms the other. But the best thing about a CBO is that the budget is optimized at the campaign level. So it will send it to each individual ad set based on what's performing better for that day. So you don't have to go through and manually turn off stuff and set ad budgets and stuff. But the more Facebook is able to control it, the better the results will be. But because of the iOS changes and everyone's opted out of data tracking, Facebook do not have the power they used to. So it is a bit more of an uphill battle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Am Northbound. If you want more episodes of advanced music marketing that dives into even crazier stuff than what you just heard, then go to IamNorthbound.com and join the I Am Northbound inner circle. Every single week, you're going to get access to a ton of content that talks about things that other people just aren't talking about. We dive into advanced music marketing strategies, psychology and its application to advertising, persuasion and scientific research. Trust me, this stuff is information you cannot get anywhere else and will give you the upper hand in growing your audience and getting your music heard. We'll